Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome into another episode of Inside Boxing Live. We are coming to you from our studios here on Long Island, New York. We have a big show for you today. People are saying it's one of the biggest shows we've ever done. We're going to have the ferociousness of the five-foot bagel boss guy joining us on the show today. Keith, one-time Thurman. Of course, he's gearing up for the biggest fight of his life with Manny Pacquiao this weekend out in Las Vegas. Also joining us via the Skype hotline, Teofimo Lopez. He's got a title eliminator on ESPN Plus on July 19th. That's this Friday. So it absolutely jam-packed show uh, with two very timely guests here on the show also we're going to recap this weekend that we saw in boxing i'm going to try to do it in 60 seconds or less we have a pacquiao thurman preview that only we can do here at copybox giving you some inside numbers uh, on manny pacquiao some numbers on keith thurman also give you my prediction uh give you the the punch to look for uh some trends for each guy some really good stuff there also we have keith one time thurman joining us for a mean tweet segment we did this segment with bob arum we did this segment with eddie herm now we have our first fighter you don't want to miss this segment with keith thurman reading some mean tweets about him because there is plenty to say about Keith Thurman as he has really driven this promotion with Manny Pacquiao, whether it was you know telling Manny Pacquiao that he was going to crucify him, uh, telling him that he's going to retire him, making fun of his T-Rex arms. You know, everything uh, you've seen Keith Thurman do now has been leading up to promoting this fight. I caught up with him a few months back uh, to do this mean tweet segment, and it was funny because I was in this backstage area uh, in New York at Gotham Hall Tim Smith from the PBC, who's their uh, ace publicist, brought me down into this back room where Keith was. And this was the first, uh, you know, promotion thing that they were going to do. It was the first time that Thurman was going to stare down Pacquiao. And it was moments before that Thurman was going to go out onto that stage for the very first uh, promotional uh, event here. And uh, Kelly Swanson walks in the room and tells him, like, you know, listen, Manny is older now. He's not going to say a lot. He's not going to talk a lot. You have to carry this promotion to Thurman. And Thurman was sitting there like, ah, man, like... You know, what am I going to say? You know, I don't don't know what to say. Then he steps onto the stage and just, boom, goes. It was really impressive to see that. It was kind of cool seeing that as well. But Keith Thurman reads some mean tweets. And, of course, uh, we woke up to some sad news uh, this morning regarding the the passing of Pernell Whitaker uh, at the age of 55 out in Virginia Beach. Got uh, struck by a car. It's just just really sad news, and you're really seeing the outpouring uh, of love on social media, you know, everyone checking in, you know, Magic Johnson, Oscar De La Hoya, Mike Tyson, of course, Max Kellerman, uh, you know, he was a huge fan of him. And that's how I really uh, found out about uh, Pernell Whitaker uh, was, you know, Max's show on uh, on public access back in the day and uh, some great fights on YouTube. I wasn't old enough uh, to have watched Pernell Whitaker live, but I went back and watched on YouTube and we'll touch on uh, the life of Pernell Whitaker in our closing uh, of the show and show you some of those tweets and, and, and all that. But it's going to uh, it's gonna be tough because I also just saw on Twitter that Pernell Whitaker was going to be in attendance for Pacquiao versus uh, Thurman. That's one great thing the PBC does. They bring in an old uh, a legend uh, to be part of the weigh-in, to kind of be an ambassador. And it would have been cool to catch up with Pernell Whitaker and interview him. But you know, it's a tragic loss, and I mean, this guy was a pound-for-pound pound great uh, during the late 90s, I mean, the early 90s, late 80s, 
really was a defensive guy, uh, but also had pop, was willing to stand in the center of the ring and, and trade. You know, he had the, the defensive skill of, of, of Floyd Mayweather, but, you know, was in some wars as well. I mean, absolutely, a real big loss, and you're seeing so on social media, and I'm sure it's going to play out uh, all week long with the with the, the tributes and, uh, you know, the, the funeral and, and all that. So uh, thoughts go out to, to Pernell Whitaker and his family, to everyone at main events. But we're going to continue on with the show. we got great stuff coming up next. One of the busiest weekends in boxing just commenced. We went from having no boxing last week to more fights than we knew what to do with. I'm not going to go through every single fight because not every single one was great, but I will sum them up for you in 90 seconds or less. Start the clock. Friday morning, Murata destroys Brandt, nearly breaks a record for most power punches, landed in a round in round number two with 64. Aram calls out Canelo afterwards. Friday afternoon, Saudi Arabia, Amir Khan beats a featherweight. Rick Ross and Tiger performed. Khan calls out Pacquiao. This actually happened. Friday night, Showbox, BJ Flores scratched from the fight with a BB in his head. Jerry Forrest gets robbed. Bad judging. I'm shocked. Saturday afternoon, Du Bois stops Gorman. Du Bois is a scary man. Maybe the best heavyweight prospect in all of boxing. Followed up by Joe Joyce outlasting Brian Jennings. Yawn. Like helium leaving a balloon, Robert Helius went flying Saturday night, courtesy of a huge right hand from Gerald Washington. Charles Martin in his ninth fight resurfaces with the win, stays relevant. Jamal James and Antonio DeMarco steal the weekend in a power-punching extravaganza. Shakur Stevenson in his homecoming, pitches a near shutout. His opponent lands just five punches in three rounds. Stevenson bangs the drum for a title shot. Josh Warrington says win a boat first, a.k.a. not going to happen. De La Hoya loses. Not Oscar, but Diego. Ronnie Rios continues the year of the upset. And finally, Tamika Kameda and Ray Vargas gum it up for 12 rounds. But don't tell Ray Vargas' dad that. He loved every second of it. There it is. Big fight this weekend. Manny Pacquiao. And Keith Thurman, I'm going to give you inside the numbers right here where you can only get here from us. Let's start with Manny Pacquiao. Now, Manny Pacquiao is not the same whirlwind that he once was when he was dominating elite talent from 2008 uh, to 2011. But don't get it twisted, Manny 2.0 is still very, very good. Back then, from 2008 to 2011, Pacquiao was averaging 69 punches thrown around while landing a staggering 46% of his power. You fast forward to today... You know, he, he, he's more calculated. He's more economical. He's throwing 41 punches around. He's landing 38% of his power, which is right in line with the welterweight rate average. So he's throwing less punches, landing at a little lower of a clip, but it's right in line with the with the likes of Sean Porter, Danny Garcia. You know, uh, not Errol Spence. Errol Spence lands a lot more uh, higher percentage, but he's in there. He's right in line with some of the guys today, despite uh, being uh, 40, uh, 40 years old. But don't, you know, he can wrap it up when needed as well uh, against Adrian Broner I think his high output for a round was 69 punches thrown in a round so if he needs that extra gear you know Manny Pacquiao still has it but most importantly and it's a big reason why Manny Pacquiao is still able to fight at the age of 40 he's not getting hit anymore not getting hit as much I should say over his last six fights only getting hit with 27 percent power shots compared to 35 percent over his uh, previous 12 fights. Those previous 12 fights were against some killers. Obviously, he was in the prime of his career. He, you know, Think about those those fights with Marquez. Think about some of the, the fights with Cotto where he took a little more punishment, but he also dished it out, but he's not getting hit. He's, you know, If you throw less punches, it gives you more time to work on your defense and, and see what's coming. That's why he's only getting hit with 27% power shots. The punch to watch for in this fight, and it's a trend that we've seen with Pacquiao, and if you talk to Freddie Roach, it's something that he's tried to implement more into his game plan is body shots. I think that the body shots for Pacquiao will be a very big uh, part of this fight, especially if he wants to slow down Keith Thurman, who's very athletic, who's going to use lateral movement. 30% of Manny's landed punches are to the body 
over his last three fights. So you can see why this Manny 2.0 is is throwing less punches, more calculated, also you know going to the body a lot more with 30% landed punches to the body, way up from earlier in his career when he was landing about 19% of his punches uh, were, were to the body. Of course, every time Manny Pacquiao steps into the ring, it's, it's historic, but this fight will be even more historic. If he wins, he'll join a short list of, of boxers over the age of 40 uh, to win a world title and who if he wins against Keith Thurman he'll be one of uh he'll be the only uh, fighter to win a welterweight title four different times in his career over to Keith Thurman obviously with Keith Thurman uh, two things to look out for in this fight is his punch output and dealing with adversity versus Lopez obviously Thurman was rocked in that seventh round uh the fight was almost stopped he was beaten from pillar to post all all over there but from the seventh round on from rounds eight through twelve he outlanded uh, Lopez better than two to one that shows you that that Keith Thurman always finds himself in adversity of course he's going to face some adversity in this fight with Pacquiao I expect Pacquiao to hurt him uh, at some point in this fight how will he react and what we've seen from Thurman he's able to react he's able to weather the storm it's been a narrative in the lead up to this fight so I expect that another thing is the output Thurman came into the fight against Lopez only throwing 50 punches around some reason, he ended up throwing 75 punches around versus Lopez. Threw a career-high 527 jabs. You know, we talked to him later on the show, and he's going to tell you that he's trying to up his output. He said he wants to fight fire with fire. If Pacquiao's going to throw, I'm going to throw with him too. So expect a high output from Thurman. Expect more jabs. He said he wants to stick a jab in his face. You know, he talked about Manny Pacquiao having these T-Rex arms. Well, what's one way to uh, stop him from coming in? Stick a jab out in his face. So I... I Really expect Thurman to do two things in here. He's going to throw more punches, and he's going to deal with adversity uh, better than he has in his career. There it is. uh, Behind the numbers, Manny Pacquiao, Keith Thurman. Up next, our first interview of the day with Teofimo Lopez. Our next interview on Inside Boxing Live is brought to you by Jack Doyle's Restaurant and Bar. Jack Doyle's Restaurant and Bar located just a few steps away from Madison Square Garden and Times Square. Go into Jack Doyle's for all your entertainment needs. From happy hours to birthday parties to private events, Jack Doyle's has you covered. Once again, that's Jack Doyle's Restaurant and Bar located on 240 West 35th Street. Joining us right now, Inside Boxing Live, he's the rising star, Tiafimo Lopez. Got a big fight coming up this weekend on ESPN Plus Friday night. Uh, an eliminator for a IBF title going up with Richard Comey. Biggest fight of your career, young Tiafimo. How are you feeling headed into this big fight? Like a champ, like a champ, man. I'm feeling excited and I'm great. I'm grateful for the opportunity that I do have come this Friday night. Um, IBF world title eliminator against Masayoshi Nakatani, who's 18-0 with 12 knockouts. Somebody's always got to go this week, and it's not going to be Teofimo to take over. It won't. We are taking over. It's the main event, and I'm just grateful. Nakatami, now, and I looked him up, 18-0, 12 KOs, like you just touched on. First fight in the U.S. Also didn't realize he's close to, to six feet tall. Was that going to be the, the tallest fighter you ever stepped in the ring with? No, the tallest fighter I've, I've faced was William Silva, who was 6'1". Wow. And that was last year... Um, actually, last year, literally last year, July 14th, uh, we're July 15th now, so over a year ago. Wow. So we have been uh, doing these interviews with you, for, I feel like, for your last three fights. It's almost become like a pre-fight ritual for you. I don't want to say I'm, I'm your good luck charm, but I, I think I am. So we're talking now. As yeah. Every time we talk, it feels like 
your fights keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You're on the, the path to a title. If this one now, if you win this one, would you? this is your 14th fight or 13-0, and, and you're already on the path towards a world championship. Have you taken any time to look back of how far you've come since you've turned to pro? That's the thing, you know, like, I, I mean, I do here and there, but at this point in my in my career, I'm not looking back at all the accomplishments accomplishments that we have done. I'm just just going with the with with just with the flow, and I'm just keep going. I'm like I'm keep uh, I'm just going with this, man, and I'm not looking back at anything. All the accomplishments, yeah. like I said, I'm just literally just looking at what's uh, what's ahead. Bruno, your dog is, is chirping there. You're on your way. You're in the hotel right now in New York City, about to get into the car and drive down to Maryland. Is this maybe one of the first fights that you've been able to drive to? I know you fight a lot in, in Vegas. You fly around. Is this one of the first fights you're going to head down? Does it bring you back to your roots, maybe riding around, going to tournaments as a youngster? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, we used to do that a lot back in the days in the amateurs and everything. We used to do a lot of traveling, uh, go to North Carolina. We used to drive up there to do tournaments, and it's just ridiculous. It's crazy, man, how far, you know, we've gotten to. Uh, it's actually nice, you know, doing this again. Uh, what I did was from Vegas, I, I flew back here to New York. Uh, got to, got some time during the weekend to uh, got some time to be with the wife. Yeah. You know, I got some time to be with the wife before we uh, before I get through this crazy, crazy ass uh, fight week. <laughs> so and, you, you talk about the wife and I was listening and I learned that you met her on an airplane. I'm about to yeah. fly to Vegas for, for – she's a, a flight attendant. I'm about to fly to Vegas. Can you give me any tips on what I could possibly say to a flight attendant without coming off as a complete creep? <laughs> oh, Be a man, professional you boxer? Crack jokes. Nah, you just got to crack jokes, man. You got to – you got to – I don't know. I, I was licking my lips a lot. I don't know, man. <laughs> Put your opponent on LL Cool J. Is that what you say I have to do? Man, that's what you, that's but, what you gotta do, man. But if I if I lick lips too much, I could come off very very creepy. Next thing you know, I'm being escorted off the plane, and I can't go to Pacquiao Thurman. Nah, yeah, that's true though. Oh yeah, cause you are going. You going out there? Yeah, I'm heading out to Pacquiao yeah. Thurman. I'll be doing punch, uh, punch stats. I will be watching your fight though. Well, on, it depends. It depends what airline you're taking. I took Delta when I was going back, okay. and that's how I met her. And um, I'll tell you this. I mean. There's a lot of the there's a lot of young from JFK coming or wherever. Oh yeah, there's a lot of them. Who you got here behind you? Oh, that's Miguel Diaz. Miguel Diaz, there yeah. he is. As you're getting ready to set out, and you talk about you got the the, the new Tiafimo. Now I want to ask you this, and uh, a lot of media speculation. They're like, oh look at Tiafimo, he's got a new haircut. Uh, he's he's less braggadocious. He actually watched the fight between Comey and Beltran. I know you made a point really not to watch the fight with Lomachenko. You know you did your interview uh, on ESPN, and and you were much more uh, respectful and humble. Not that not that you're disrespectful, but there's there's this new narrative emerging that this. Is the young, the new Tia female now that he's married. Is there something to that, or is that just pure media speculation? Uh, actually, a little bit of both media specul uh, speculation, and the whole thing is just honestly now it's um, uh, it's more of the fact that I don't, I'm not reckless anymore. You know, I'm not reckless with what I say and things like that. It's just growing up. So yeah, I mean, I did mature a lot, especially you know with marriage and everything. It's a big step in my career. You know, in my life, actually, not in my career, but in my life. Um, so I, it, it changed a lot. It changed me, you know. And look, I got the new hairstyle people have been talking about. And, you know, people, if they want to say this is a new to your female, by all means, go ahead. And if and if it's a good luck on me and everybody, and then that's what I'm all about. You know, um, we're not here. We're here to talk in the ring. 
We're here to talk outside as well. We're always going to still be outspoken, but we're going to be more respectful. Yes. Okay, I like that. That's new Teofimo. Teofimo 2.0, as he's uh, going to have a lot of different versions moving forward. Talk about being reckless. <laughs> talk about being reckless. I watched the Comey fight against Beltran. I'm, I'm sure you watched it too, of course. Comey is a little reckless in there. Should you win this fight, you're going to get past and you're going to probably face a Richard Comey in, in the title fight that you've been you know, dreaming about uh, since a kid. What did you see there with Comey? There were some pockets of the fight where he had, obviously has strong hands, but he's a little vulnerable in there. He did get hit a lot by Beltran. Yeah, but that's what Beltran would do to you. Beltran, you know, uh, Ray Beltran would bring out the worst out of you. You know what I mean? He won't, you know, you, you might have a game plan with Ray Beltran, but he'll definitely take that out the out the window the moment the bell rings, you know what I mean? And, and you know, uh, of course, Ray, uh, Richie Comey showed a lot of flaws during that fight, you know, um, but I'm not surprised. Ray Beltran is a veteran, you know what I mean? And he'll, he'll, he's always going to come back, so it's never over, over you know? Yeah. If he goes down, if he goes down in the fight, doesn't mean that it's completely over, you know what I mean? And that's what he did. He actually almost came back, you know? In the third round, he almost came back. And almost turned the tables around. And but Richard Comey, because he's a world champion, he knows what to do. He found and he has a good team. He has a great team actually, and they told him what he had to do. And he found a way. He kept the, he kept staying composed about things. And and what I loved, what I actually saw in that fight was that no matter what, how many rounds Richard Comey goes, he still has power in both hands. So it's it's gonna be something that I'm gonna be aware of when we fight. Yeah, I mean, I know you're not looking past your, your test here on Friday night, but that's a fight that a lot of fight fans have circled. I think they would be an outstanding fight in New York. I know you like to fight at MSG. Richard Comey now resides in, in New York City. I feel like, man, put that fight on uh, on uh, maybe the undercard of, of a Fury fight. It could be a main event. I mean, is that something that uh, obviously it's – I know fighters don't like to look past their, their fights, but that you got to be just salivating at the, at the thought of fighting Comey for the IBF world title. Uh, whatever it is, man, I, I believe that we should, I mean, we could, or, and we can, and we will be main event, you know, mm -hmm. and everything like that. Um, if Tyson Fury comes even better, you know, he calls himself, you know, people calling me little Tyson Fury or whatever it is. Um, it's two great fighters that are very outspoken, yeah. know how to entertain and we take over, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so why, what better way than to do it here in New York? You know what I mean? And I could see him coming out to Frank Sinatra like I did in my last fight. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Like, man, we have we have that flavor. Man, the promotion with, with a, a card with, with Tyson Fury in New York City and Tiafimo Lopez uh, oh. in a huge fight with Richard Comey, man, it would be off the charts. It'll sell out easily. It'll sell out. Definitely. And, 100%. and most definitely. And yeah. it, it won't be at the theater. It'll definitely be at the big room. <laughs> the big room. Definitely sure. in the big room. How about, let's talk about the, yeah. the weight the weight issues. Not really issues, but, you know, you've been on record well, saying... Well, no, that... it was. It was. Okay. It was, on, it was issues. Yeah. yeah. In your last issues. fight, you said, you know, it was tough uh, heading into that, that, that weigh-in day. 135 seems like you're you're not going to be at 135 for long, but I know you want that, sh that, that showdown uh, with Lomachenko. Talk about how this upcoming, this, this past camp was, you know, linking up with uh, the, the nutritionist and kind of changing your ways in terms of eating and staying at 135. Is it a problem for you? Uh, the only way, this is, a lot of people are going to ask me this this week. Right. And, you know, I would tell everyone Thursday, the day of the weigh-in, because I fight Friday, July 19th. Mm -hmm. Thursday is the day that I'll find out if, if perfecting athletes who are the 
who is the company that's taking care of of me uh, with my nutritioning and everything, that's when I'll let everyone know, you know, that if we can still make 135 or we can't. You know, um, it's always those last two to four pounds. Uh, it's been very hard, especially last fight uh, against Edis Tatley. It was those last four pounds, last five pounds. I couldn't drop. I just couldn't drop. And somehow, I don't know how, but I ended up dropping them. Um, but with uh, perfecting athletes, they, they, they've done this with so many athletes, from UFC fighters to professional fighters. You know, they've worked 19 fights with uh, Terrence Crawford. You know, and they're still working with him to this day. And, um, you know, and Terrence Crawford is, if not the pound-for-pound pound best in the sport of boxing. So I'm pretty sure that they, they have um, they have all the knowledge and all the skills to make sure that I can make this weight and if I can make this weight smoothly. Um, my whole thing now, I know, I, you know, I, I've, I can't promise anything, but after Thursday, I'll let everybody know if I can still make this weight. Yeah, because it would be a shame, though, if you get past Comey. If you get past uh, your fight on, on Friday, you fight Comey. Obviously, I think you'll do everything possible uh, to, to get to 135 because there are some big fights. Who knows if Lomachenko stays at 135? Maybe he goes up to 140. Who knows, right? He's too smart at 140. He's already too smart as it is at 135. So, if anything, he'll he'll go back down. I think he's even been talking about going back down to 130. Uh, the thing that sucks, you know, I'm trying to make this fight, these fights happen. You know, I want to. You know, I'm pushing it, and but the whole thing is that my body, I'm 22 years old. You know, my birthday is July 30th. I'll be 22 years old. My body's still growing. My body's still maturing. My body, I still have four more years till I'm fully developed, you know, uh, till I stop growing. Um, and it's just it's just those things and that people don't understand. I'm already a big 135-pounder as it is, yeah. you know, and, and if people are trying to have me stay at this weight, I'm trying to do as much as I can. And I told Bob Aaron when we sat down, I said, listen, I'm going to do everything that they want me to do uh, with perfecting athletes. I'm going to do everything. And and I'm going to do exactly what they have, that they have meal preps, everything that they're going to have me do. And if I can't make the weight, and if it's still hard, uh, I'll do as much as I can and hopefully make the fight happen with me and Richard Comey. And then afterwards, I'm going up because I don't see myself going – uh, going next year into uh, 135. Okay. So that was the whole thing, you know. Um, but I gotta wait to see. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing. I the same way everybody wants to know. I I want to know too. <laughs> exactly. You don't know. even know yet, right? So that's good. I don't. I don't even know. Right. So that's my whole thing. How about? Do you have the same views towards Lomachenko as you did when we sat down at Jack Doyle's over in New York City? I think it was before one of your. Uh, two fights ago and where you said that you know you see a lot of flaws with him you know he, he repeats his footwork a lot of guys are psyched out before and then do you still feel the same way or does Tiafimo 2.0 have some respect for Lomachenko no uh, just because I'm a different version of uh you can say I'm humility and stuff like that like I'm humble about things or anything like that I'm more professional you know uh or more political whatever it is but doesn't take away the fact that I do not respect any of these guys. I don't. I don't respect any of them. And that's still there. You know, that's not going to change. You know, and I'm still going to be the arrogant, cocky, whatever it is that they want to say about me when I'm in the ring. You know, I'm, but behind behind everything, I'm always going to be, you know, this, this version. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be more respectful. But it doesn't mean I got to respect the fighter. Okay. Now, uh, speaking of Shakur Stevenson fought last week. He had his own main event. You have your own main event. Devin Haney yeah. had his own main event. Uh, I'm, Ryan Garcia has had main events in the past. I know he's going through some issues uh, managerial-wise. But Shakur Stevenson said he's a level above you. 
What are your thoughts on that? Good. Congratulations. <laughs> Do you need an award for being above me? I don't know. Um, congratulations, Shakur Stevenson. Uh, uh, you deserve it. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, I don't care. You can be a level above me. At the end of the day, everybody's watching Teofimo, and they, they, they enjoy watching me. That's the difference. Right. How about Devin Haney? You know? I know you guys got into a little bit of a spat on uh, on uh, on social media. He's a guy that's in the same weight class. He's angling for a, a title. There's a path for him. It seems like there's an easier path for you. Your thoughts on Devin Haney as an up-and-comer? Well, you know, it wasn't an easy path for us. You know, uh, we had to work our way. You know, and we just had a, we found different ways and different routes. You know what I mean? Uh, Devin Haney is a great talent, great young talent. Um, and he has all the potentials, but is he going to be world champion at 135? Absolutely not. Hmm. You know, uh, we will become 135 champions before he does. And uh, these are just facts, you know. Um, I mean, it comes with hard work and everything, obviously. We can't overlook anyone, but... You know, if everything goes well, we have all the opportunities right now. You yeah. know, they want to make a bigger fight with myself and Lomachenko happen rather than Lomachenko and Devin Haney happen. You know what I mean? What's a bit a more mega fight? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, you know what I mean? So it's what the fight fans want. At the end of the day, it's what you guys want, mm -hmm. you know? And this is what boxing is all about. It's making these fights happen. And hopefully with the managers and the promoters, we can make these things happen. You yeah, know, I mean, um, it's a great thing. Obviously, 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 um, with if he keeps on winning, Devin Haney, and if I keep on winning, which I will, that's my goal, is always stay winning, um, we could potentially fight in the near future. Yeah, it's got to be a great thing. I, th I look at it as, you know, all these young stars under 25, guys that are in your relative weight class, the, the, I think it's actually better now if you think about it. I mean, the more they are on the rise, the more their names are on Twitter, their names are on social media, it makes the fights with you guys down the road even bigger, even bigger paydays. You but you that? know what I've noticed? If if anyone hasn't noticed yet, you know what I've noticed? What's that? They I motivate all of them. <laughs> I mean, they look at you and they're like, "Man, this dude's 14 and 0, 22 and 0. He's on ESPN everywhere. He's getting the likes of uh, you know, title shots. I'm sure that there is some types of, of of jealousy there. I mean, it's an arms race in a way to get to the top, especially when you're under 25. There's so many fighters, so many different platforms. The guys under 25, I I can see that there is probably some type listen, of jealousy. Listen. You know, you know what it is? I have what they don't. And you know what it is? It's not is it about the hair? skills. <laughs> it's the hair. Yes. One. Yes. But what it is, it's honestly, I know how to entertain. You have that. We have what is called, that everybody calls it, that it factor. That it factor. There it is. That's something, there's just something that sparkles with a certain fighter that attracts everyone. And the only thing, the also, also what we do is we take our time doing these interviews. We interact with you guys. You know me and you know me, Dan. Yeah. Very well. Outside of the cameras and everything, I'm still the same way as I always will be, and that's been since day one. Yeah. I take my time. I when I do media, even though I'm tired, exhausted, I do one one on ones. Yep. Those are the things that people want to see, and and you got to learn how to promote. You got to learn how to. Uh, you got to learn how to talk. These guys don't know how to talk. If you ask any of them, hey, how was camp this uh, this time around? Training camp was good. I had a good sparring. <laughs> right. That's it. it. That's it's like it. pulling teeth. It's tough for me it's, on the it, other side of things. And you know this uh, because you've interviewed these guys. Yeah. It's, it's very hard for them. I'm more fluent, and I work with you guys easily. You know, I'm more easygoing. And I'm not – the thing is that I don't think my shit stinks. You know what I mean? I know my shit stinks. I'm not like everybody else. <laughs> right. You know? I hear you. 
They think that their shit don't stink. You right. know what I mean? And yeah. that's just it. Because they think that their head, their, their head is so up, up, up their ass. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And sorry for my language, you know. But listen, I've been knocking these guys out left and right, man. And I still, to this day, don't treat myself different from anybody else. I love it. It's the, it's the new, improved Tiofimo Lopez. Now, let's go three rounds with the rising star Tiofimo Lopez. You're a New York guy. You were, you were born in New York. You recently moved back to Brooklyn. I'm sure you've taken the subway. What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen on the subway? Okay, I've seen a couple, man. I mean, who hasn't? It's New York. Hit me with uh, one. Shoot, uh, I've seen, I've seen uh, in the sub, in the subway, man. That's crazy. Uh, shit, I don't know if I can say is if, if if it's inappropriate or whatnot. Go ahead. Uh, well, I've seen. Well, you see drags all the time. That's not. That's not. That's not. That's not even bad. Um, I've seen someone have a freaking. Um, well, I've seen on 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 you on on internet, but I also have seen a homeless person smell like straight piss. I mean, you see that. Uh, I've had. There's been so you know. There's always somebody that comes up to you and wants to ask for money. Or, or what you about know, the uh, uh, what about the showtime when they start dancing on the in the subways? I hate when that I've happens. I've had those. I can't stand. Yeah, that. you do, right? Yeah, yeah, the showtime stuff, man. Uh, it is what it is. I, I mean, I, you see it all the time now. It's like. And then they all want a dollar. I mean, they're working for it. You yeah. know? Uh, but it's cool if the ones that do the flips and all that and they dance. I mean, it's cool. The first time I seen that, I was like, oh, shoot, that's cool. Okay. Now, okay. After a while. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now, I know that you like to do celebrations after your fights. A lot of times they have to do with current events. There's no bigger current event or trending on social media right now than this Area 51 storming that's going to go down in September. I think there's 500,000 signatures on there. How about this? After you win on Friday night, you put on an alien mask and you say, follow me to Area 51. What do you think? Oh, man, I'm going to have to pay you for this, man. I'm going to have to pay you for this right here. Nah, uh, it's crazy. It's definitely crazy how everybody is on this, you know, um, on that on that, uh, that whole thing with Area 51, trying to... Um, rescue all the aliens or whatnot trying to storm in there the moment you storm in there man it's not gonna be a good luck though so no, they're gonna get i don't hurt. know some people some of course they're gonna get hurt you know these are trained assassins or whatever you want to call it man they're trained armored guys and um hey i think uh what's trending i think i don't know i have so many ideas i have so many ideas you know i do a whole bunch of celebrations you know me i yeah. do things that are trending you know, you never know. Area 51, you never know. Okay, here we go. Another thing that's trending is the short bagel boss guy. If you were in that deli, what would you have done to him? What I would have done to him? I would have bought him a bagel, you know. I would have bought him what he wanted. I mean, he was getting, he was complaining about him being short and all the women out there, you know, uh, not wanting to be with him on social media because his height and whatever. But <laughs> Listen, we're both, I mean, me and you are both short guys. We don't have any yeah. issues. We don't have any issues. It's just how you talk to the woman, man. You gotta have, uh, you gotta have. You know what women love? A man with confidence. And finally, confidence. and finally, our last question here: three rounds with the champ Teofimo Lopez. Who wins a fight between Danny Garcia's dad and your dad? Danny Garcia's dad and my father. My father. All day, my father. You're biased there. I'm biased. <laughs> no, I know that you guys will get along though, right? I've seen all three. Uh, I've seen you guys do an interview together. Nah, yeah, they're good people, man. I mean, his father and my father got along so well. It's crazy. Some people thought it was going to be chaotic and, like, chaos and stuff like that. But nah, it wasn't. 
you know, uh, they got along. We actually went to the club together and everything. We all had a good time. It was funny. There it is. There it is. Three rounds with the champ, future champ, Teofimo yes. Lopez. Whether the conversation is about his fights, lack of fights, or penchant to play the flute, Keith Thurman moves the needle, especially on social media, which makes him the perfect subject for a latest installment of Boxing Mean Tweets. Lee said, I'm trying to get high with Keith Thurman and watch Agent Aliens. You know, I did see that on the History Channel. I don't know all about getting high, you know, that, that could be a broad word. Don't know what this boy's into, uh, especially with this fat boy Madonna picture he got posted on his uh, Twitter. He might be wanting to go eat burritos with Madonna, too. Let's get off this, man. Crazy alien story. You know, you think Keith Thurman was a master flute player on day one? I don't think so. First off, you're right. It wasn't day one. It was day two, motherfucker. One day to learn it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? There was like, it's a, I don't even know what it's called, man. I don't even know my music anymore, but I know how to play it. So it's like a five-note scale. It's a very simple scale, you know. I could throw more than a five-punch combination, so it was real easy to learn that flute player. What we got here, man? Keith Thurman. He looks like he will steal the beer out of your garage fridge. What? I mean, is that... That's how I look when I'm clean cut? That's how I look when I got a scruffy beard? I mean, what kind of look you see that makes me want to steal a beer? And what brand, brother? Because if you're going to shout out Corona or something, nah, bro, that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know what I drink, player. It's Yingling, by the way. It's the best beer in America. It's called Yingling. I don't even think they got it on the West Coast. East Coast only. Represent. Let's see. Keith Thurman talks and looks like a guy you meet on the city bus trying to inspire you. And you can't tell if he's crazy or not. Damn, I don't know if that's a compliment. That almost sounded like a compliment. It almost did, you know? Because sometimes that crazy dude on the bus do know what he talking about, man. You know? Just every once in a while, he bring up the UFOs like the first dude on the, on the little tweet out here. Keith Thurman looks like one cousin everyone tries to avoid conversation with at Thanksgiving. Damn! I've... I mean, you must have a cousin that look like that and you don't like his gab, boy. Whatever he be talking every year, you see him. Hey, cuzzo. Hey, cuzzo. What's good, man? What's good, man? What you doing, man? How's it been, man? Oh, yeah, man. Let me get $5. Anyway, you know how it be. Thanksgiving be crazy, man. Yeah, Keith Thurman seems like a generally great guy for someone who makes a living punching people in the face. Now, respect, brother. Thank you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a good guy for someone who makes a living out of punching people in the face, you know, because they signed that contract player, you know what I mean? I'm not just walking in the streets punching people in the face, you know, it, this is boxing, baby. It's a beautiful sport, man. I, I appreciate this one. I mean, this was supposed to be some haters, man, but this one, that's respect right there. That's respect where I come from. And we done. That's a good note. That's a good note. Our next interview on Inside Boxing Live is brought to you by Jack Doyle's Restaurant and Bar. Jack Doyle's Restaurant and Bar located just a few steps away from Madison Square Garden and Times Square. Go into Jack Doyle's for all your entertainment needs. From happy hours to birthday parties to private events, Jack Doyle's has you covered. Once again, that's Jack Doyle's Restaurant and Bar located on 240 West 35th Street. 
We have one of the biggest fights on the schedule. Manny Pacquiao taking on Keith Thurman right now. Keith Thurman joins us here on Inside Boxing Live. Now, Keith, you've been part of some big fights. You know, the first ever fight on uh, PBC. You basically fought on every single platform. But this one has to feel a little different. I know I ask fighters this a lot. How is training camp? And is this one feel different? But you're going to be staring across the ring for Manny Pacquiao, a legend in the sport. It's got to feel a little bit different coming up for this fight. Uh, definitely, you know, I fought many big names. I've been on many big stages, but this is the only legend in the game that I've ever shared the ring with. And um, it's big, it's major. You know, Manny Pacquiao, he's done everything that one can do and hopes to do in the sport of boxing. You know, most fighters, if they've accomplished half of what Manny Pacquiao has accomplished throughout their career, they walk away very proud. So with that said, man, um, it's a big fight. It's a big fight, and I'm looking forward to it. I've wanted this fight for six years. Ever since I was 24 years old, I was calling out Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, and um, the time is now. I'm happy to be getting ready for this fight July 20th. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. I was just watching your HBO debut last night on YouTube because I do remember I was there in Cincinnati. I remember you calling out a lot of fighters afterwards. I wanted to see if you called out Manny Pacquiao. You called out Malinaji. You called out Floyd. You called out Tim Bradley. Those are the belt holders at the time. But you also said that I wanted to be a pay-per-view fighter. The time has come now where this is your first pay-per-view. What's the difference between uh, a pay-per-view promotion and like a regular promotion that you've been a part of? I got to feel like the media attention is just ramped up so much. Uh, well, you know, you gotta, you gotta get people to buy the fight, you know, um, it's an exciting fight. The fight fans should love this fight. Um, sports fans should love this fight. At the end of the day, um, it's just a little different. I've had a lot of fun fighting in New York, fighting on NBC, fighting on CBS, uh, getting 3 million viewers. Uh, but you know, I'm curious, what's my first pay-per-view number is going to look like? Luckily, we're fighting a legend. We got a great name. Um, it should help a lot. Uh, but, you know, there's some people that may have lost interest in Manny Pacquiao. He's 40 years old. His name is not what it once was. Uh, but he's still a legend in the game. He's still, you know, he's a regular champion right now. He's had some great fights against Lucas Matisse and uh, Adrian Broner, a good victory in against Adrian Broner. I don't think it was a great fight. Um, I think, you know, Keith Thurman is definitely a more exciting fight. More exciting than the fight against Luke and Mastise, more exciting than Adrian Broner, more exciting than um, uh, Jeff Horn. You know, I think this is one of Pacquiao's most exciting fights in a long time. And I think it's also one of the most dangerous fights. I think uh, a lot of people would agree with what you just said there, the fact that it's going to be a really good fight. And, and, and a lot of people are looking at it as a 50-50 fight. It's a, a cliche that gets thrown around in the boxing world, but this truly is a 50-50 fight. But going back to some of the, the shoulder program that you're seeing on Fox, the face-to-face -face just came out, and uh, it was some highly entertaining stuff. Your comments to Manny, you didn't say this at the at the face-to-face, -face, but in the lead-up, you know, you, you made the remarks about the crucifixion and the you want to retire on the T-Rex arms, which was a very funny moment. Do you feel like any of this is getting through to Manny. I know he has a great poker face, but do you feel like some of these jabs, uh, pardon the pun, are getting through to Manny? Ah, you know, <laughs> it's really hard to get through to him because he's done it all. You know, he's fought everybody. He's won. He's lost. He's had controversial losses. He's been knocked out. You know, there's nothing that the man is worried about. 
or just hasn't in, experienced in the sport of boxing. You know, I'm the undefeated champion. You know, um, my my undefeated record's on the line against a 40-year-old man. You know, for him, he's getting the bigger payday, and it's just nothing new to him. You know, an opponent talking trash, stating uh, different things, it really doesn't, uh, to me, affect him because he has one philosophy. Let's fight. Let's fight. Let's see what happens. Why do you think he's still fighting? Um, you know, the love for the sport. Uh, you know, they've. I haven't gotten really deep into it, but there's been talks about, um, you know, Manny Pacquiao not paying his government taxes from time to time. And when you, and when you make as much money as he was making, and no one's making sure that your taxes are in line. I mean, you could have back taxes, of pretty much what his purse is to coming up for this fight 20 million you know it doesn't feel good handing over one dollar let it let alone you know a million dollars or 20 million dollars uh to the u.s government you <laughs> yeah know? uncle um, sam always wins it's, it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing um to to be working and living in the beautiful country red white and blue america but um the taxes can be a little hefty and we the people uh we do not really feel that much of the benefit you know a lot of our benefits come from our constitutional rights not from our taxpaying rights there it is keith Thurman giving us a little lesson right there i like that talking about money talking about figures you bet 10k on a, on a ko inside of three rounds that made some headlines i'd love to see that uh brian campbell the host of pbc face to face was on our show last week and he shared a nice little story with us that you also put a little wager on yourself to knock out danny garcia in uh the first round i think it was and if you go back and watch that fight you nearly crippled danny garcia with a, the two-piece combination love to see this this betting stuff is this something you've done your whole career and this is just now getting into the forefront uh no nah, it's um it's something I did for Danny. I did it for Danny because. <laughs> so I did that uh, for Danny Garcia because, you know, I know he's a power puncher. I know I'm a power puncher. And I just didn't want to do that whole, you know, boxing, boxing, boxing. I look at you. You look at me. We're going to, we're going to, you know, take our time and see who really is going to throw the first punch. If I got money on it. <laughs> I got to at least swing a few times, you know, I got to, I got to at least go for the home run. I can't let three minutes go box. Ding. Come on now. I got to, I got to swing once. I got to swing twice, maybe three times. I got to put a little bit of effort out there, man. And you can duck, you can dodge, you can block, you can counter, you do what you do. But I'm swinging. Believe that. <laughs> so, so, so safe to say, the first nine minutes of the Pacquiao fight, you're gonna come out guns a blazing. Well, I've I've had this strategy planned out from the get go, man. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I kind of want to mirror one of my older uh, performances against a, a a good fighter, um, Diego Chavez. Right? Mm -hmm. Keith Thurman versus Diego Chavez was a tremendous fight. And I opened up the fight in the first four rounds trying to get a knockout. But he showed me how tough he was, and I said, well, he is tough. I'm going I'm to give him a boxing lesson. I'm going to show him my head movement. I'm going to show him different things. And I, and I saw how easy it was to confuse him with that style, and then his, his uh, conditioning wasn't up to par, and we were able to stop him later in the fight, not early in the fight, the way that I wanted to. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, we're, Manny is old. I think that um, Lucas Matisse let him dominate the whole fight. I think Adrian Broner let him dominate the whole fight. Uh, really, Adrian Broner just let him, you know, fight at a very slow pace, you know. And I think it's very easy. Uh, Manny Pacquiao always comes into shape, regardless if he's 40 years old or not. But nobody's pushing him to find out if, if age is a factor. We don't know if age is or is not a factor because no one's pushing him. Right. So I want to push him early on and see how he how he does for the rest of the fight after that. Yeah, you landed 41% of your power shots versus uh, Diego Chavez. So, uh, you know, another thing is I've been studying your fights here at CompuBox, and, you know, I look over all your fights, and your last fight against Jose Cito Lopez, I was there ringside, you know, working the, uh, the CompuBox, and your, one thing that, that, that I saw, I saw a lot of things in that fight, but one thing was your work rate was really, really up there. Start throwing 74 punches around. I think your career average is somewhere around 50 around. You threw a career high, 527 jabs. Is that something we're going to see moving forward? It was really impressive with the layoff, too. Is that we're going to see more uh, activity, as you just touched on? Uh, yeah, I have been increasing my numbers a little bit. Uh, you know, jab is a good filler punch, mm -hmm. you know, just to fill in the gap. And, you know, to see... Uh, to see what the other fighter wants to do. Uh, I, I find it a little different when facing a southpaw from time to time because your jab hand and their jab hand are touching each other a lot. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, no Adrian Broner and Lucas Matisse did not bring a work rate to Manny Pacquiao, you know? So I believe that if I have high numbers, if I can give what Manny normally gives to his opponents, if I can give that back to him, punches and bunches, some power shots, in and out movement, you know, give him a little bit of that Jeff Horn, bully him, <laughs> hold him down, rough him up, step on his toes maybe, who knows, you know? Not on, not on purpose. Yeah, of course. Fights clean. I'm just talking, man. Yeah, yeah, I know you you're know, saying. At the end of the day, man, I mean, it's, it's going to be a fight. And I, it's been a while since I've been in a fight. I didn't prepare for a fight against Jose Cito Lopez. I was prepared to get back in the ring, box. I, I surprised myself when I dropped him in the second round. I wasn't looking for a knockout. I wasn't looking at, for anything like that. But this fight, I am. Did you ask? So, did you talk to Adrian Broner and ask what it was like? You know, for you know, maybe like what is he doing there? Did you share? I know you're maybe close with him from PBC. Maybe not. I don't know. Did you talk to uh, Broner? No, nah, I'm not a part of gang gang. <laughs> That's not you? That's not you? No, I don't think so. You didn't you meet know? up with him in I mean, the strip club? I, I try to speak a lot of truth in the sport, and, you know, I always felt like, you know, I was on his side pro post uh, yeah. pre-fight. Yeah, I think I you picked Bonner him. I wanted to beat Pacquiao. Right. And, and, I, and, I, and I wanted the Pacquiao fight, but I just wanted somebody who's young to show Pacquiao that, you know, you can't just beat these young fighters, you know, but apparently... He still can. He got out of the ring. He said he felt good. And now he's fighting Keith one time Thurman. Now let's go three rounds with the WBA champion uh, Keith Thurman. Have you ever thought about running for senator yourself? Never. Never once crossed your mind? Nah, you know, as a local boy, you, you might you might try to acquire mayor. Senator is a whole nother thing. Would you rather be a dragon or ride a dragon? I am a dragon. I love that. 1988. 1988. Chinese Zodiac. He's looking at a dragon right now. And finally, 
Now, I'm just throwing this out there. I know this is the biggest fight of your life, and you probably have your walkout music already picked. You probably thought about that ring walk for, for years now. But you can really, you know, turn it up another notch, really get social media going if you play the flute on your way out to the ring. It's not that bad, man. It's not that bad. I was almost, I was almost going to come out to like some Game of Thrones music or something. Let them know. You know, it's wartime. That's a wrap for another edition of Inside Boxing Live. A special thanks to our guests, Keith Thurman and Teofimo Lopez. And also a shout-out to Evan Korn, a top-ranked publicist. That's a great job securing guests for us. I'm going to be heading out to Las Vegas this weekend for the biggest fight of the year, Manny Pacquiao and Keith Thurman. Keep it locked for great content. And, of course, go search out some of Pernell Whitaker's fights on YouTube. If you haven't seen him fight live, one of the all-time greats. Our, our thoughts and prayers go out to Pernell Whitaker uh, and his family. But we'll see you next week. It's been another great edition of Inside Boxing Live.